This is the Sarah Swain Show, where we talk all things bold and courageous business and have big and free conversations with brave humans. Nothing is off the table here, so get ready to be moved, challenged, empowered, and propelled into action. Welcome, everyone, to the Sarah Swain Show. This is another segment of authorship. We have another three incredible authors here from The Sovereign, and I'm so excited to introduce them to you. I am excited for you to get to know them and get an idea for why this book, why these stories, why during these times. So uh, I'm really excited to have Holly here with us. We have Rosanna and we have Ashley. Uh, So today we're just going to dive in for the next half hour or so and just have an open conversation about uh, these beautiful chapters that these women have contributed to this book. And at the time of recording this, so live right now, uh, the book isn't yet out, but when you listen to this, it will be. So so we've got some nerves here with the authors be like, oh my gosh, this is getting really real. Um, So if you are listening to this episode, uh, then that means the book is now live on Amazon for you to purchase. And we would love your support. We have it linked up in the show notes for you to be able to click and support right away. And the reason why we chose Amazon, because there's always a number of options uh, to be able to get the book into as many hands and hearts as humanly possible and to share these stories as far and wide as we can. We chose Amazon uh, because the most important thing for us as authors of The Sovereign is reach, is to help as many people hear these stories to humanize the experiences of these authors uh, and to really paint a picture for why personal sovereignty is paramount heading into the world that feels very, very uncertain for a lot of us right now. So we're leveraging the power of Amazon and we are leveraging the power of the Amazon charts to help us climb those charts as high as we can to get as much visibility as we can. So your support is so appreciated. Head to that link, purchase your copy, get some for some friends, family, Christmas presents, sprinkle the sovereign everywhere you go, leave it on park benches, libraries, accidentally leave it in a restaurant, you know, get it wherever you can. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, Without further ado, we're going to dive into this conversation. Um, And I would love to kick off with a really quick snapshot of what each of these chapters are about to really set the tone and get you excited to get your hands on this book. So I'm going to start with Holly. Um, This is something guys, it's so, it's so interesting for me because even as we record this, I'm the only person that knows every single story in this book because the manuscript um, is in typesetting and design right now. And usually that's when we send out the manuscript. So all of you guys right now on this call are like, I actually don't even fully know the power that all of the rest of the stories in this book hold. So uh, Holly, let's start with you. If you can give a a quick synopsis of what your story is about. Um, Well, my story um, appears on the surface to be about losing my job during COVID. Um, But as I was writing it and reflecting and, you know, it was such a cathartic experience Um, And so therapeutic to take part in this. 
um, I realized it so it's it's actually about something so much deeper and just going all the way back to childhood to um, stories that were told to you about who you are and um, who you like what your identity is and then going through this experience through COVID and losing my job that just brought all that to light and kind of just shattered in my mind who I thought I was and who I thought I needed to be and I feel like I've just broken out into this new world a little bit yeah isn't that interesting how um we thought that the things that we were experiencing during these times were a reflect like reflective of these times but when we actually peel back the layers we discover parts of ourselves that we may or may not have known even existed because they'd been so buried by other people's expectations, society's expectations of us, social programming, um, the way that we thought we had to show up in the world in order to please our families or, you know, ensure that all of these people were proud of us and the way that we're living our lives and all of these things. I shared a similar experience as you, Holly, where all of a sudden I was like, wait, this is me. Like I finally figured out who I am after all of these years. And and that's just something really um, phenomenal in my opinion that has happened as a result of all of this is that it, it shred any, anything that even resembled inauthenticity uh, away from so many of us. And, and that really is the meaning of freedom, right? Is to be able to show up in your life, however the hell you feel compelled to show up in your life and not be so uh, overcome by the fear of what other people think. Right. Right. Like I was that rule follower, you know, that person who I thought if I just did what I was told throughout life, then life would be good and, and things would come to me and I was doing everything right. Quote unquote. Um, and what I quickly learned was by losing my job was you can do everything right. And it's still wrong. <laughs> you know, you, you can do what you thought was right and it's still wrong to somebody else, or um, you quickly realize like you're living your life for other people instead of for yourself. And and that just, uh, COVID was just the catalyst that broke me out of that mold. Yeah, yeah, I, I can attest to that. It, it really was an eye-opener to recognize what parts of ourselves we'd given away and mm-hmm. the things about our lives that didn't feel right. It's like all of a sudden it put everything under a microscope in our entire lives being like, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Why am I associating with these people? Why am I entertaining this? Why do I keep putting up with this? Um, So I think it's been a really beautiful experience and a really backhanded, unnecessarily painful way. Apparently all of us needed to learn this lesson. (laughs) This was the journey that we had to take, right? Absolutely. Uh, Ashley, what's your story about? Oh, so for me, uh, my story starts from when I feel my self-discovery journey really started when I became a mom. And I kind of go through motherhood, the ups and downs of infertility, and in my case, struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression after having my youngest son. And how that experience really did line me up for what was coming next in the world. So 
for me getting through my postpartum anxiety and depression um, with the help of my therapist and so many amazing resources and tools to then COVID coming to our world and realizing that my worst fear, which was illness and germs uh, in postpartum, was coming true. (laughs) And I had to go back to that place of darkness and dig myself out of this new reality where it wasn't just me with OCD. Uh, It seemed that everybody around me was also uh, over over sanitizing, over hyping up everything. And it was, um, it was a, an, a, a great, uh, it, it was a way for me to have to get much deeper. And in doing so, um, I found the truth <laughs> and it helped me uh, handle what I was going through. And I came out of it um, so much brighter. And then of course, um, through that, experience, you know, I started looking into because bodily autonomy was so important to me. And because, um, you know, the journey that I had been through had geared me up for this. I really, um, you know, I, I, I talk about the dark times of 2021 and in making medical decisions that were um, not supported by the people around me, by my workplace and ultimately coming out the most authentic version of myself um, where I found myself back into my body, you know, that that body that I gave away for motherhood that I would do over again, a million, million, million times, but I'm finally home, like in myself. And if none of that had happened, I wouldn't be here with the amount of light that I have now and the amount of light that I'm meant to share with the world. And I'm so excited that, my story will um, hopefully land in the hearts of the women and men <laughs> that need to hear it and uh, inspire inspire others to see that there is so much more light than darkness. And when you come home to your values and, you know, when you do the work, really, because all of us did and in reaching out to the resources that we needed and utilizing our community and our networks and But when you do all of that, it's the most beautiful place when you're on the other side in that place of self-trust where I am now. And I'm I'm so thankful to have been able to tell my story and and get to this place today. So (laughs) thank you so much, Ashley. Um, Yeah, your your story in particular, when I was going through the editing phase, I was like, wow, it is a classic example of you were put through this journey in motherhood to prepare you for exactly what was coming in this world. And it's, it's a, it's an incredible story. Uh, And as with all of you, I'm just so excited for people to really dive in. Cause I think that, you know, when you see a bunch of freedom fighters getting together and writing a book, they're like, Oh, here comes a book full of anti-vaxxers guys, right? Like wonder what (laughs) these guys are going to have to say in all of their brilliance. Um, but th- what's amazing about your stories is that there's so much depth, the, the experiences that were happening in real time in your homes, in your physical bodies, in your hearts, in your intuition, mm-hmm. roaring, like explosion, cataclysmic experiences happening 
that are all woven back to like what prepared me for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is really what personal sovereignty is all about. This is exactly why we have the title. The sovereign is uh, not just, we're not all just sitting here saying, I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh, It's about understanding what actually gave us the power to take the positions that we did uh, and the huge, huge amount of life experience with parenting, with your health, with businesses, with employment, um, with relationships that all of a sudden started roaring their way to the surface um, in everyone's journey. So thank you, Ashley, for sharing. Uh, Rosanna. Hello. What's your what's your story about? So my story has a medical angle to it, and basically, I come across the private person that I am has uh, evolved into this uh, very vocal advocate of body autonomy and medical freedom. Uh, something that I've always been an advocate of. Um, And that's because I've always been a a lifetime customer of Big Pharma um, with the medical condition that I that I have and I've uh, struggled with for most of my life. Um, I've been prescribed many medications over the course of my life and uh, none of them have really served me well. Basically, the bottom line is that I've always had to search for more answers to see what can solve my, um, my, my medical problem that I've been struggling with, like in terms of um, the side effects that the medications prescribed to me were giving me and, uh, you know, disabling me from living day-to-day life, even though I would walk around looking perfectly normal. So basically My story is about how I've been a lifetime customer of Big Pharma, how I believe in science. But the root of the matter is, is that I've had to really struggle with a lot of things that have been prescribed to us. And um, I've had I've done the medical dance for many years, and I've always been one to uh, research things a ton only because I've been a victim a victim and a survivor from the limitations and side effects that uh, I've been ascribed by them. So this time around, when COVID came around and the whole world was prescribed a medical injection, an experimental medical injection, um, I really had to search deep and ask myself, what do I do now? And that's what I've always done throughout my uh, this whole uh, medical experience of mine, I've always questioned because deep down, I know that science doesn't have all the answers, especially when it's one-sided and uh, science is not God. So this time around, I chose something that a lot of people have lost during this whole journey. And that's common sense. I chose common sense to be my cure. And that was a hard pill to swallow, not only for myself, but for the people around me. Um, It created a lot of friction, especially within my loving home, because everybody was, uh, you know, they all trusted the authorities on this and not their frantic, healthy mother, (laughs) fanatic mother who always had their backs and always 
proposed solutions that solved many of their health problems outside the, med the medical industry. So um, I get really raw in my story. I get really real. And uh, it's going to hit a lot of people in different ways. But um, it's a story that needs to be told because there, there's many people that are victims like myself, but don't have the voice, don't have the courage to speak up because they're afraid of what people will say, what, what, you know, how they will be seen. And that's something that I've been blessed with all my life. I've always stood my ground. If I believed something deep in myself that it was right, I always, with that conviction, I carried on and I did not care who was going to write me off. And, um, I'm surrounded by a, a large group of supportive people, uh, some who agree with me and some who don't. And when they do read my story, uh, I'm not quite sure how it will resonate with them. But at the end of the day, those who know me very well will know that I speak from the heart. And I did this with all full conviction that um, I really believed in questioning the science for a reason, not because... I wanted to be that person to, well, well, you know, why are you doing it? Like, you know, like, I don't want to do it. I don't believe in medicine. I don't believe, but that's not true. I, I you know, I believed in medicine all my life. And I just know that, um, especially an experimental vaccine could have deep consequences. And three years in, we know uh, all the side effects and all the adverse, you know, effects that it's caused, the injuries, the deaths that have gone unaccounted for. And, you know, I understand that COVID death, there's been thousands and millions of COVID deaths, and one death is too many. But what happened to all those other deaths with injury, deaths with the injection, never reported. So deep in my soul, and now I know for sure I've done the right thing. And I hope um my journey, my my chapter um, enlightens a lot of people to think outside the box and start using some common sense again, because sometimes you have to go against the narrative to find the truth. And sovereignty is a birthright. You can't outsource your thinking to anybody. I know we all want to be saved by someone, but unfortunately, this experience has taught us that the only one that's going to save you is you. And I thank you, Sarah, for bringing this opportunity to all the authors, because every story, even though we haven't all read our stories, is going to is, is real. Like no one can say to us one day, well, that's not true. Yes, it is. We're, we're, we're not bots. We're people. And we're telling you our story. And one day our book is going to be a history book. And it's all owed to you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Got goosebumps, guys. Um, you're so right, Rosanna. And your story is literally the epitome of what it means to advocate for yourself, which, gosh, you know, watching the last two years, we watched billions of people outsource their own judgment and their own intelligence and their own intuition. And I understand why fear played, they did an, they did an excellent job 
pushing the narrative of fear in order to make people feel so afraid that if they didn't do this thing, then um, God knows what will happen, right? So I understand why people did, but um, your own, again, your own past, right? All of a sudden set you up for this. I, there's a part in your chapter where your, your doctor for your uh, medical condition years ago uh, kind of dismissed um, something over the phone and you're like, I'm coming in to talk to you. Or this was about the vaccine. I think it was actually now that I'm, now that I'm saying this out loud. I'm coming in to talk to you. If we're not going to have this conversation, I'm coming to your office. Um, so the fact that you were already kind of equipped to be able to push back on doctors and show doctors like evidence of your own body. This is what my own body is responding to. This is what um, is working for me. This over thing over here that was prescribed is not working for me. This thing over here is helping me. And then you having to present that back to your doctor um, is basically a mirror experience of what so many people face in their doctor's office talking about these vaccines where the doctors were like, this is, this is what's being prescribed. This is what the solution is. What blows my mind is how many doctors are saying, well, you got to get it if you want to be able to do anything. What on earth does that even have to do with a person's health and well-being? We're just getting it because there's peer pressure. We're just getting it so that we're allowed in a restaurant. Like, what does that have to do with the actual safety and efficacy of what this thing may or may not do for me? And how on earth can we expect something of, uh, you know, such a blanketed approach for billions of people to not have significant repercussions if we're treating every individual unique body and every different thing that each body does and experiences to receive something the same way. It's when you talk about common sense, Rosanna, I mean, when we have these conversations, it's like, this is really common sense when we're in these groups where, but then when you actually have conversations with people out there in the public, you realize that that's not part of their dialogue or their thought process. And then for the ones that it is lacking the courage to say something, lacking the courage to confront their doctor saying, doctor, what about this Pfizer report? Doctor, what about these 17 some odd pages of adverse effects? How do I know that I'm not going to experience one of these very concerning things? We're not just talking about a little rash at the site of injection guys, right? So when we think about common sense and how that ties into personal sovereignty, whew, we got a long way to go as society, but this is why these stories are so important to share because it's stories like yours, Rosanna, that will give people the courage. If there's something that's resounding in their system, whether it's their heart, their gut, whatever is the mechanism that sends them that signal that says, hang on a second, something doesn't feel right. These people need to have the courage to say something or to start asking questions or to start challenging what is being forced upon us, pushed on us, uh, or, or pressured, coerced. Um, because I believe that we wouldn't even be in this situation. We probably wouldn't even be writing this book if more people had have had that same approach of, of just saying, uh, I'm not comfortable with this and I'm going to be courageous enough to say something about it. If everybody who was uncomfortable with this said something about it or asked questions, we probably wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now. 
but alas, <laughs> these are the experiences that we had. And like Ashley said, I'm so grateful. Like it's such a bizarre thing to feel gratitude for what we have all just endured, but look at what we have been able to discover about ourselves. Look at what we've been able to discover about the relationships that we have with others, the way that we show up in our lives, the way that we show up in relationship with others, the way that we present ourselves, the way that we speak, (laughs) the choices that we make. Um, It's almost been like a catalyst for like 20, 30, 40 years of life experience, all jammed into about 18 months. (laughs) Uh, Holly, did you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, but it's, it's not over yet. I mean, we speak about how, you know, people will say to me, you know, Oh, thank you for speaking up or, um, you know, I'm so proud of you. And I, and that feels nice when they say that, but at the same time, I think you shouldn't have to be proud of me. You know, we, we should have all, this should have never have happened. And it's still happening. There are still people who say to me, I'm done. I understand where you're coming from now and I'm done. I'm not going to take any more. Um, unless I have to, um, you know, unless they mandate it to see my family member in long-term care, well, then I, what am I going to do? And I'm like, you're going to stand up (laughs) like we did. Um, and you're going to put it all on the line and you're going to say no more. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a reminder that it's, it's not over yet, you know? Yeah. Really good point. Um, and that's, that's, what's been very interesting to kind of watch right now is, the dialogue out there. So we're recording this in September of 2022 and and the dialogue from our uh, atrocious prime minister is already ramping up uh, with saying, you know, go get the third shot because we need to get to 80 to 90% uh, boosted rate here in Canada so that we can avoid having to take some of the measures that we've had in the past. So uh, I too have had a lot of people reach out to me say, I'm done. Like, I see what's happening now. This is crazy. It's like, great. Are you willing to stand? Because as soon as things get hard, right, as soon as all of a sudden something's threatened, whether it's a job, whether it is access, whether it's travel, whether it's an excursion, whether it's social activities, watching your kids be able to play sports, as soon as all of a sudden one of those things is threatened, are you still going to stand? And that's, these are the people we've been waiting for, right? It's like, so if you're listening right now and this is you, um, you know that you have this huge group of people who we've been through this already. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we've all suffered loss in some way, shape or form as a result of choosing to push back on this. Um, but this, this is what sovereignty is. It's standing in the face of whatever is not aligned for you and having the courage to say no, having the courage to say yes to the things that you want in life, um, having the courage to make your own choices, especially when they're not the popular one, um, especially when they come with social consequences. Um, sovereignty is something that, my gosh, if every person in the world (laughs) accessed their own sovereignty, Rosanna, you said it's our birthright. It's not something that was given to us by our government. It's our government's job to protect. And this is what people don't understand, right? It's that, oh, the government says that I'm allowed to, no, 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 no. The government is there to protect our sovereignty that we were born with, not grant us it or revoke it whenever they want us to be able to do something um, that they would like us to do or to try and push a behavior that they want to see. And all of these little measures where people are saying, oh, I, I wanted to see my child play sports. I get it. My son played rep hockey for years. Like I understand the devastation, but this is so much bigger than a year of hockey 
or a year of university or, and so it's almost like you need to be able to see the forest through the trees yeah, to like, say, come on up is, here. Yeah. Yeah. What is going on here? What is the end goal? You know, and then, you know, start asking those questions from that viewpoint. Rosanna. Like, um, we've come a long way in the last two and a half, three years, as you said, Sarah. Um, the thing that still baffles me is when people say, yeah, you bring it, they bring it up. They say they're proud of you uh, for standing your ground and for speaking up and thanks for doing this. But at the same time, in the same breath, they're saying, let's not talk about it anymore. COVID's over. Um, what they don't see is the reality of what or the new normal that this has brought, like the complacency and how people can easily be manipulated, having been in advertising all my life, um, I saw right through the propaganda. Like when Omicron came and slapped us everyone like a like karma, and all the vaccinated had to sit in the penalty box with us, um, isn't that just a rude awakening in itself to say, oh, what happened to one and two? And, you know, that we've reached 90%. Like people forget. People forget that they've been maybe lied to. Um, maybe there was, you know, like we're trying to, if we're trying to save the world from dying, this is what I ask people. Why weren't all those other doctors given the same chance as this experimental injection that we were giving at drive-throughs, Scotiabank arenas? Why weren't they given the same voice and say, listen, I'm saving thousands of patients. Let's give this out. Why? That like, ask yourself that question. Let's save the world from dying. I'm not saying like a lot of people died of COVID, but there's a lot of doctors that could have saved a lot of lives if they weren't mandated one way. Yeah. And that's what I can't understand. Like, is it just us that gets it? Like, I don't think we're really a small fringe minority. I think mm -hmm. there is a lot of people, but a lot of people were just fearful of what was coming. You know, my kid has to play hockey. I got to go to work. Yes, I get it. But are you questioning what is actually happening? So that's what I don't get. Even like in today's day, like people are saying, well, you know, let's not talk about it anymore. It's over. You still talking about it? Yes, I am. Because I've been treated as a second class citizen. And uh, I've been able to navigate it because I'm a strong person. But there's a lot of people that have suffered, suffered in so many ways, whether it was through COVID or discrimination. Um, and, you know, I'm out here being a mama bear for my kids. I've got three kids, all in different stages in life. And I hope one day that they get an ounce of what their mother is advocating with, because the crazy world that they have to navigate is a lot different than the world I had to navigate in. And I really hope that the roots that I have planted in our home like the sacrifices that I've made to be a stay-at-home mom now all resonates with them and saying, you know what, maybe I should give my mother a chance and listen to her for once and not the crazies out there that are trying to like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know what they're trying to do, but whatever. Um, so it, it, there's so many layers to this, just so many layers. So 
if they come out pulling another shot and saying, let's go do three, four, five, six, like, where does it stop? If one and two hasn't worked, like, you know, how many flu shots of the same flu shot can you get in a year? That's what I like, even that question that. So people just run with it. They just run with whatever they're told. And it's like, because we've always trusted, we're very good Canadians and um, we've always followed the rules and it's not in us to think that, wow, maybe I should question something, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to my health, because no one's going to save me if God forbid something happens. And uh, you know, that's basically what I have to say about that. I, I hear you. And I, I'm glad you brought up the, the piece about the world that your, your children are growing up in and how uh, it is vastly different than the world that you grew up in. And obviously, I mean, we're all, we all understand, you know, evolution and, and times changing and, and things just naturally progressing. Like that's a given. But when we're looking at the trajectory that we're on, where uh, self-autonomy, self-authority is considered fringe, we're not on a good trajectory. And whatever we accept in our generation, we are effectively normalizing for the next because it's just what they're born into. That's just the way it works. And this was something that I started to really question all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, like what were the things that I was born into that I just accepted that this is just how the world works. And man, that's a trip when you start to really wake up to things that, you know, your, your parents and and grandparents just kind of kept passing down the lineage. And you just accepted that because that's what you were taught and it's to no one's fault, but you're right, Rosanna, we're not primed to question. We're primed to obey. And this is, it's a very concerning time that we're in right now, because you're right, guys, we're not out of this, this people who think that this was actually about uh, COVID and an injection, and that's where it ends uh, is, is severely mistaken when it comes to the magnitude of, of a larger picture at play here uh, when it comes to, you know, mass control um, and uh, adherence to the government and um blindly obeying things even if our intuition is going like oh no i'm gonna go because it's probably the right thing to do i really do hope that this just gives courage the fact that we all made it through we all went through complete hell for various different reasons depending on everyone's own life circumstances um and it's interesting because you don't see people going the other way right you see a lot of people coming over to this side being like okay i i get it now i see what's happening I don't know anyone that's been like, yeah, I had this whole thing wrong. I'm going to go over there and get, get, got caught up on my shots. Have not seen a single example of that. So it's interesting how it's starting to trend. Holly. Yeah. I think when you, when you give up your bodily autonomy, that's, that's like the final straw. Like you're you're giving up your bodily autonomy. There's nothing else for someone to take from you. And what, what, um, what just boggles my mind is that most people don't even realize that they've given something up at this point. No. And that's this, this is what is heartbreaking, right? Because it it was really people's heartstrings that were played so heavily uh, in the name of doing the right thing in the name of protecting their neighbor and their family. Mm -hmm. And so many people were like really, really believing that that's what their role was. And that was their responsibility to protect everybody else. Mm 
and people have big hearts and they want to do the right thing. Um, so the the fact that that was taken advantage of with this whole campaign um, is something I have a lot of co- compassion for, for people um, who may all of a sudden be looking back on this now and wondering, whew, maybe I should have said something. Um, okay. Last question I have for you guys. Uh, I'd love to understand what sovereignty means to you. When you think of the word sovereign, when you think of yourself as a free being, um, what does that mean for you? What comes to mind for you? Are there any specific words? Is there an emotion that it evokes? Like the word sovereign, what's coming up for you? Uh, we'll start with Ashley. For me, uh, it just means the freedom to choose what feels aligned with my family values. Um, Because I always come from a place of love anyways, you know, saying that sovereignty to me means my ability to choose whatever decision is right for me. I always come at it from a place of love. So it's never, you know, I'm going to do what I want, regardless of how it impacts other people. It's always, um, I'm going to do what's right for my family, for my values, which I've defined and in alignment with the things that are important to us, which, you know, my family, we, we uh, value curiosity, communication, love, those like are our top family values. And we ensure that all of our decisions are aligned with those. And if they're not, then they fall to the side. And so I think for me, sovereignty is my ability to choose what is right for myself and my family. Um, And again, always hoping that everybody else can do the same for themselves and their family as well, you know, because that is how we are all going to going to rise as individuals meant to serve who and support who we're meant to support is by showing up in alignment with our values. So that's what sovereignty means to me. (laughs) I love that. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, What about you, Rosanna? Um, Being a sovereign being for me means um, being free of um, freedom of body autonomy, freedom of speech, um, freedom as a democratic right, a real democratic right. Um, And uh, throughout this whole experience, um, I've, you know, the whole sovereign thing has really uh, played a big role in my life because sometimes being sovereign means standing alone and standing alone can bring a lot of feelings with it. And throughout this whole thing, I I felt like I I stood alone many times and I stood alone fearless, unapologetically. And um, deep down in my heart, I knew that the position I had taken was the right decision. And um, like I said before, sovereignty is, is, a, is a right, is a birthright. And uh, I hope a lot of people um, will be able to fight for it because it can easily be taken away from us, even in a so-called Canada democratic country. And having had to sit in the back seat for these two and a half years, there's been like, it's just, it's, it's so easy to see how it can easily be taken away from us. That's worth, it's worth fighting for. If you let it. If you let it. it. Exactly. Holly, what about you? 
Um, for me, I think it's about being able to follow uh, with, without interruption the instinct and the feelings that your spirit is telling you to, to follow, you know? So like, it's about this situation we've been in, in, in the last few years, but it's also about like, if I hadn't followed this instinct of mine, I would still be living the same life I was living two, three years ago. And I can see now I was not on the right path for my divine plan like for what brought me so much joy I wasn't even living life I was like a shell of a human just going through the motions of life and becoming a sovereign being has made me realize that the direction that I need to go in life is always inside of me I just need to stay quiet enough to tap in to figure out okay what's my next step and it's interesting um because Rosanna says, I stood there fearlessly. And I thought, yes, I stood there. But no, I was full of fear. <laughs> I was terrified. And I literally like, but I kept going back to my, you know, I would, I would be at work and I would be this pressure, this pressure, you need to do this, you need to conform, everybody's doing this, society was saying those things. And then I'd come home and I'd, like, I'd sit in quiet and I'd say, no, that doesn't feel right. This is, I can't, I just can't do it, you know? So although I stood there in fear, I came out the other side, you know, the same side as Rosanna. Um, but it was really like closing your eyes and jumping off a cliff and praying that, you know, something was going to catch me on the way down. And yeah. 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 Instinct and, and self-trust too. Right. Um, that whole concept of standing alone, it's like, holy shit, you know, and you're just kind of like, really hope my intuition and my heart are right about this because this is not comfortable. But I also trust myself that uh, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, I'm listening to me and what I believe is right and true for me. And then trusting that you're going to be okay, <laughs> no matter what comes at you, uh, whatever pressure, whatever fear, whatever, you know, threat um, is that the deeply rooted, I've got this because I've got me. Um, that's really what sovereignty means to me. Mm -hmm. Whew, good conversation. Thank you, authors, um, Thank listeners, you. go get this book, guys. Um, this is just the tip of the iceberg for the power that these pages pack. Um, your individual stories are profound. I said on the last episode that I recorded with some of the other authors, like being the editor um, of your stories and leading this book was a really spectacular experience for me um, because every one of your stories hits home for me uh, in a way that I haven't experienced um, in other publications that I've uh, been privileged to be a part of over the last couple of years um, so honoring you guys, thank you for showing up for this project. Um, so honored to be able to share the pages of this book with you and I uh, can't wait for our listeners to get it in their hands mm -hmm. and, uh, be able to connect with you too. If, if there's something about your story that, um, particularly resonated with them. That's what I love about this book is that everybody's path to personal freedom and sovereignty so, so different. We all collided over the last couple of years. It's what brought us here. Uh, all together, but 
every path that you walk is such a unique path um, that I really hope it gives the readers insight into what person, personal freedom and sovereignty means for them. So thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you need support to grow or start your business online, be sure to connect with me at www.businesswithsarah.com forward slash connect or send us an email at team at businesswithsarah.com. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform to help me reach more listeners. Until our next chat, be courageous and take some action. Oh, 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 oh,